All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Araba G. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on all praises. We're going to dedicate time to give gratitude to to, to the Most High and the Most High only. And for numerous reasons. You see, gratitude in my opinion, is something that is overlooked by many of us. Just a simple gesture can go a long way in someone's life. Simply showing someone that you're appreciative of them is a sign of care and a sign of love. It's a sign of respect and admiration. And I think it's a quality that is overlooked by many of us. We've all been guilty of it. You know, there's certain people in your life for a reason. They may be in your life for the whole entire time, or they may be in your life for a season. But we must understand who we are as a man or a woman and accept ourselves, our flaws and all and work on all the improvements that we can. From there, we can identify the people that deserve to be in our lives. The people that support you and love you unconditionally. The people that genuinely want to see you succeed and I don't mean succeed in a Babylonian way. I'm talking about having peace of mind and prospering, having a sound mind, body, and soul that is aligned and connected to the Most High. Gratitude is something that I've been fortunate enough to have been taught from a young age. You see, my parents raised me very traditionally. They raised me in the, in the manner of having respect for my elders at all times. And by respect, that meant when an elder was talking, I was listening by default. If an elder wanted to provide wisdom I was to apply it as long as it made sense. All of these things. You know, just having simple manners, simple thank yous, simple your welcomes. These things, these qualities are, are overlooked. 
You see, when you when you instill respect, and not only respect, but discipline in a child, it's easy for them to show gratitude. It'll come naturally because they understand why they need to show it. They understand the importance behind it. And many of us have forgotten about gratitude. You see, as society has continued to to dwindle and decay, it's evident that many people have changed to fit the mold that society has made for us. I mean, think about Plato, how children will be playing and they can mold Plato into any type of shapes and sizes that they want to their desire. It's no different than how the Nephilim and the elites mold us. You know, each subsequent decade or generation has dramatically changed, has dramatically shifted. There's no denying that. I mean, I've seen so many shifts just in my lifetime, and I was born in 89. All of the shifts that I've seen have been massive, and they seem to have shifted even quicker now that we are in the so-called end times or end of days or whatever or last days whatever you want to call it for their great reset not saying the world is going to end we're saying that this new world order is here so the, these shifts I've, I've, I've noticed over the years the people that used to be about gratitude used to be about respect used to be about manners and you know, love for one another, love for each other, for your neighbor, your family, you know, just just general respect. It, it's dwindled. It's few and far in between. It's, it's almost like you can be shocked when someone's polite to you a lot of the time. And this is not to say every single person is rude or every single person lacks respect or gratitude. What I'm saying is society as a whole, there's been a sh- paradigm, there's been a shift. We're in an age of technology where we're in the age of abundance and everything needs to be convenient and quick and out the door, fast, ready to go. So people have lost touch with reality. People are impatient. I I mean, come on, people. You can look around and see how impatient people are. The the world of convenience that the Nephilim and elites have created for us have, have made us into beings that we're not supposed to be when we're supposed to be just children of the most high you see everything is convenient all the way down to our food if you really think about that we've moved so far away from the ways of the most high that we are willing to eat things that are not real essentially that are not from the ground that are not from the most high You know, we could just eat processed junk all day and fast food and call it a day. You know, we're so caught up in the rat race that that is essentially how everybody lives now. Everybody is so concerned with time. So concerned with this, that, and the third. They're like antsy. You ever notice that with people? You, You barely can have a conversation with a lot of people without them you know getting uneasy because they need to leave or they want to leave or they got something else they need to do something else better to do constantly checking their phone you know all these things just tall tale signs that hey i got something better to do that's that's everyone so every everything has changed everything the paradigm shift is like 
relationships are so surface level. They really are. People, people treat relationships as transactions. Everything is completely transactional. Where it's like you don't even look at the person for their spirit, for their soul, for their heart, for their mind. You know, the, the, the qualities that can last a lifetime as far as a friend or a, a soulmate or a family member. We don't even look for that anymore. The things that make us unique and different, we don't even have that anymore. Where are all the individuals? I mean, can you point them out? Because I can't see them. You know, this herd, this herd mentality is also based off of this age that we're in too. The age of convenience. Where when we treat each other like commodities, we basically are telling ourselves that we don't matter. That that person doesn't matter. So how in the world do you expect that we're going to have any gratitude if we don't even care for each other? If we can't watch out for each other, if we can't respect each other, if we can't even give each other simple thank yous or your welcomes, what, I mean, what's going on here, people? You, you haven't noticed what's going on? If you haven't, then you are definitely in line with the herd and you're definitely being led to the slaughter because for people like myself, people who've cared enough, you start to see, it's evident, it's been blatantly obvious for years. I've been saying this for over a decade now, where the world is going. It's fallen on many deaf ears, but a lot of people have listened. A lot of people have heeded the warnings and taken note and have noticed things and even pointing things out. And it's obvious with where the world is now, where it's actually heading right now. So gratitude is something that is missing. And the reason why I speak on gratitude in terms of all praises is because if we can't even show each other gratitude, you know, you and I, stranger, family member, friend, spouse, doesn't matter, child, relative, doesn't matter. If we can't even show each other gratitude and simple respect and help each other out, then how in the world do you expect people to be aligned and connected with the Most High? How in the world do you expect people to be in the truth and actually be up to par and aware of what's going on right now? You know, this world right now, it's imagine just a sinking ship that's capsizing and all of the people have had plenty of time to safely get off the ship because the ship has been sinking, you know, gradually over a span of time. But there's more than enough, you know, safety rafts and boats and life vests and people who can swim. There's, there's more than enough help, essentially. But people... Are so stuck in their ways are so stuck in the mold that babylon has created for them that they continue to fight the obvious they continue to deny it to to you know push it aside and claim oh there's there's more time you know no we, we we can't be in those times right now you know i've even heard people say oh you know in like a hundred years when the world ends it's it's funny how that works how people that you have talked to over the years about where things are going outright refused to even believe you back then and now that everything is unfolding over the last few years and people can't blatantly ignore things like they used to because remember we spoke about in the episode of privilege 
many people have had the so-called privilege of being able to ignore the atrocities, the evil, the tyranny, and the wickedness that is of this world. Like I said, I, I could never just sit by passively and ignore it. Even when I was younger, I had to speak on it. And I, I asked people their thoughts on it. I wanted to have like a conversation. And people always would downplay it or cut you know cut you off or say that's not true or oh what can I do about it or you know that's just the ways of the world always some kind of cop-out man and even those people now are recognizing that hey this world is spiraling out of control but they'll they'll tell you you know in 50 years in in 100 years I've heard multiple people say that to me and I'm like okay I don't even respond You know, it's just funny how life works like that. It's 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 really, really eye-opening to me. And it's, it's shocking sometimes when your life unfolds this way. You know, where this path that the world has been led to, it's it's disheartening to know because when you really sit back and analyze what's going on, it's it's really, really, it's really, really evil, man. People who are stuck in idolatry for whatever ways, whatever the reasons are, you know, the people who are under the spell who never will break free from that spell, it's like you're fighting for an entity that doesn't even want you alive. And on top of that, You've been showing your gratitude to this entity, giving all your praises to this entity, to the Nephilim, to the elites, to the bloodlines, to these world governments, to your, you know, your entertainers, your actors, your celebrities, your politicians, your scientists. You've been giving all praises to them, right? Showing all of your gratitude to them, but not to the creator, not to the most high, the only authority, the only thing with dominion or governance or rulership over anything because it's the creator but this whole time people have been giving all of their praises away therefore giving away their glory therefore being under the spell of babylon and it's a sad thing you know if, when you look at the people who are being duped during this this pandemic i guarantee you can probably find a lot of similarities with them one of the similarities is you have a certain type of people who have never cared about the most high, never even thought to look into it, never just don't have the spirit, right? In fact, some some of them hate the idea of the most high. They really do. They want the most high to be replaced with their lies from their scientists. They want most the most high to be replaced with a big bang theory, something out of nothing, right? They want the most high replaced with galaxies and Milky Ways and black holes and a round spinning globe, right? They want the most high replaced with demigods and deities, right? Churches, sanctuaries, temples. I mean, the list goes on. Giving all their praises away. Worshiping man, worshiping a Jesus, huh? Worshiping a middleman over the most high. And these people have not only given their whole entire existence, their whole entire life force over to a, uh, an entity that's going to destroy them, that is already destroying them, 
but they sacrifice their own children, their own seed, brothers and sisters, their own future generation. It's one thing to do something and be accounted for because we know from the righteousness of the Most High because there is drops in the, in the book. And those with eyes to see, with ears to hear, with their minds to think with can catch them. And one of them is, fathers should not be put to death for the sins of their sons, and sons should not be put to the death for the sins of their fathers. It's right there in Deuteronomy. Go look it up. But these, these people have been praising and worshiping and showing gratitude to a system that is going to slaughter them and their children. And these people are willingly giving up their children. That's, that's, it's nuts to me when I think about it. when you sit back and you actually think about it from this perspective, from a righteous lens, there's no denying it. And these people have a lot in common. Like I said, they either just outrightly never cared about the most high, didn't believe, hated the most high, tried to replace the most high in a million different ways, or they pretended to know the most high. You know, I mean, there you go with religion. Prime example of pretenders. You know, some of them are just indoctrinated into it. Think about a lot of these religions like Catholicism, you know, Christianity, you know, Buddhism, you know, what's, I'm trying to remember the name of the other one. It's like the Muslims. I'm trying, I forgot what they practice, but no Muslims. All of these different types of religions you know, many people are indoctrinated into them and their soul is taken, you know. Think about a baptism, how how pagan that is. So, I mean, come on, people. A lot of us were baptized. I was baptized. I always felt the church was off, man. I'm so thankful to the Most High for showing me that because a lot of the kids didn't, a lot of kids that I knew still are in it. A lot of kids who, who were in it have grown up to be adults and are still in it. You know, I, I still remember those days of hating going to church, waking up on my own Sunday. You get my Sunday? Like, why are we going here? That was always my thought. I never felt like, you know, profound energy in there. You know, granted, I was young. But it felt like, you know, we could be better doing better things with the time, like spending time with our family, like the most I intended, right? So I say that to say this, you know, many people who are in the religion, the pretenders, they, they, they've been having the blinders on their whole entire life, man. And, and I do have compassion and empathy for people to a degree, because if you're, if you're indoctrinated into it from a child, it's one thing to like, to not have been around it and you pick it up as an adult or your parents didn't force feed it down your throat, like some people, but some people have had it force fed down their throat from a young age. Think about why, why would they want you enrolled in Sunday school as early as possible? Think about it. Think about it. We already know what school is, the def their definition, their, their so-called education. We already know that's an indoctrination. We already know that's a complete lie and a complete fraud and it takes you so far away from the most high. When those should be the years used to teach a child about the most high. And, and people would ask, how do you teach a child about the most high? I know I'm going on a tangent, but this is this is going to connect the point. People are going to ask, ask, how do you teach the child about the Most High? What do you mean? The Most High is all around you. The Most High is nature. You're telling me you can't learn about nature and get interactive and learn about 
all of the habitats, all of the animals, all of the ecosystems, all of the terrain, all of the beauty. I mean, that that right there, just that portion would take you years. That's not even to account for the gardening aspect to it. The food, the actual food, you know, from the drops that the Most High gave us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 on what to eat. You know, the foods from the ground, the foods that grew from the trees, not no animal. I mean, these drops have been out there. I mean, that's just one aspect. You can teach your children about plants. You can teach your children about, you know, the list goes on. And so these children who, these, these people who question that, like, what do you, how can you, what is the, how can you teach your child about the Most High? You introduced your child to the Most High. The Most High is everything. Everything around you, life, beauty, the things that you can't even put a word to when you're looking at a, at a, at a scene. Imagine your favorite spot in nature. It could be anywhere. It could be mountains. It could be, it could be terrain. It could be a valley. It could be right next to a river. It could be right next to a pond. It could be in a forest. It could be anywhere. Literally, imagine that. And think about the feelings you have of calmness and peace of mind and serenity. When you really sit in there and you're sitting in that spot and you put away your phone, you don't have any obligations. You're just enjoying that moment. Think about that feeling you get. You can't even describe it. You know, we we live in such a convenience world that people can't even stop for a minute to recognize the Most High. It's all around you if you care to look. But instead, we continue to give all praises and all glory and all gratitude to deities and entities that that <laughs> we should know not. You know, and those those types of people that I was mentioning. The two types of people, you know, the ones that outrightly deny or hate the Most High and then the fakers. Just seeing what this pandemic is doing to people, it, it, it's exposed people, completely exposed people. I never thought in my life, first and foremost, that a journey, like the, just the storyline of the pandemic is just so, it's it's a fairy tale. It's, it's literally like watching a movie, man, like a really bad blockbuster movie. And knowing like what's gonna happen next, like you know, like this person if they peek around the corner, if they go towards the noise, they're gonna get killed, or if this person doubles back, or if this person decides to stay back, you know, you know what's gonna happen, and it, it's so blatantly obvious that this is this is how the pandemic is. But then you look and you see the majority of people who have fallen for it, who have given up their soul for it, because they give all praises and all glory and all gratitude to things outside of the Most High. And we know that the drop of we die for lack of knowledge is true. It's it's absolutely true. You know, I'm so thankful to the Most High because this journey I've been on in life has been almost like outrageous. You know, one day maybe I'll, I'll try to write a book or an audiobook. I'll probably do an audiobook and just talk about my life because I want to be able to give insider inspiration to those so that the younger generation so that they can avoid a lot of the pitfalls and hurdles that I had to go through. You know, just 
the path, the different, the various paths I was going down, the Most High never, ever abandoned me, never ever gave up on me. And I was just thinking the other day to myself, I was like, kind of like thinking deep. I always get into my head. I, I think deep. You know, I spend a lot of time alone because right now we, sh- I have to prioritize a lot in my life. I have to get ready for what's ahead. I can't wait and just be doing the same things that I was doing 2019. It's time to show growth. So I was I was even thinking the other day about how grateful I was because you know how I know the most high is real. I mean, besides the million different things that have happened in my life and examples and the things I see with my own two eyes and the beauty of the world. You know, just remember when I was young, when I was six six years old maybe seven years old and this was right around the time a little bit after my we relocated from st paul to to woodbury and we we're the first on our block you know when woodbury was like this is like october of 95 like cornfields so if anybody who's been to woodbury you'd, you probably have never seen cornfields unless you drive out past like manning but i remember that time in my life that was when my mom had a, a stroke you know, a brain aneurysm. I remember it vividly. I remember being home and uh, my grandma, Mildred, her 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 stepmom was over. And my mom had passed out in the bathroom and the door was locked. And I remember finally somebody realized that she'd been gone for a while. And so they went to go check on her, no answer. And of course, you got to get in there. So they did what they had to do to get in the bathroom. She was passed out, you know, ambulance was called we don't know how long she was in there for and I just remember being in that hospital setting and just the feeling of uneasiness I had and just being there and seeing her on the ventilator seeing her basically sleeping she was in a coma I mean she had a brain a stroke I believe she had the stroke first and followed by a brain aneurysm I mean she shouldn't have made it out of that situation in most cases man I'm just being honest that's that's a really really most people just die from strokes or they're never the same let alone a brain aneurysm most people will die just from a brain aneurysm, or brain aneurysm and so I just remember her being in a coma and I remember having to go back and forth to that hospital with you know and a lot of our family came in from Chicago her family this was one of the toughest times of my life I'm not gonna lie it, it gets me emotional to even talking about it to be honest and I just remember the gratitude my dad showed towards my grandma and family members because they were so helpful to us helped keep us grounded and took care of things and you know I remember praying to the most high I didn't know exactly who to pray to because you know I remember that was when I was still in church and there's the Jesus character and all these things and the confusion because it just never made sense to me seeing like a white dude posted up being the savior. It doesn't matter if it was white or black, just being a, a dude, being the savior of everyone it didn't make sense. And I remember praying to the most High to save my mom. I don't know if I made a pact with the most High that I wouldn't. That if that if he saved my mom, that I would forever, you know, search for him or seek him or, you know, show, show you know gratitude towards. I don't can't quite remember that, but I remember praying. 
and she survived and she even came back you know basically almost to full health she had to you know relearn how to talk and all the other things she lost her she was laid off from her job at u.s bank too you know just degrading demeaning things that babylon does to you right you know what the rat race does to you and i just remember the impact that that had on my my parents relationship because my dad was you know had to become the breadwinner essentially of a new house in a new city you know with a mortgage so that's when he was working doubles and triples and that took a strain on our family because if we're not spending time as a family he's out in the rat race he's stressed you know and the most high you know even through all the things we went through the most High brought my mom out of that and even in subsequent years i remember my father and my brother i think this was right around the time i was in junior high maybe going into high school maybe ninth or 10th grade they had been driving back to my dad's house i believe from running errands and a semi truck cut them off like they were in a lane and the semi truck must have put their blinkers on to like the right or left and like didn't see them and essentially their car went underneath you know the wheels of the semi and crushed it essentially i remember vividly looking at that car in the garage like they had to have it towed back to my dad's garage and i remember just being shocked and they both survived. I remember that. That was so traumatic for my brother. That changed my brother. That changed my dad, honestly, man. And it's painful talking about because we we went through so much as a family up to that point. You know, it's like I almost couldn't catch a break. I almost felt like I couldn't catch a break. But I say all that to say it's amazing what the Most High can do and does in your life. And that's why I give all praises every day. And I've seen the growth in my own life. People have seen the growth. It's undeniable. And I urge everyone to, to seek the most high. praises to the most high for various reasons but a lot of these major situations in my life really sprung board my understanding that the most high is real and my desire to actually know the most high not not just fall into a religion and then that's it i'm talking about actually know the truth behind everything to make sure i'm as certain as possible while i'm here on this earth And that's been my mission, you know, as of the last couple of years, especially in most definitely this last year and a half, two years, being able to hone in and seeing, just witnessing the, the rapid growth and changes in my life and witnessing and experiencing the wisdom, knowledge and understanding. And, and it's, it's, I can't really put into words people who are walking on, you know, the narrow path, understand what I'm talking about. So that's why we give all praises. That's why it's easy for us to give gratitude, you know, to the most high for this path. You know, even with all the stuff that I went through growing up, the most high still even looked out for our family as of recent too. And I just remember how the most high works, you know, it's about 
three years ago, my aunt, my father's sister, you know, the one from Nigeria, basically a second mom to me growing up, me and my brother, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and I believe it was like stage like three at the time. I remember, you know, I was crying, I was crying, I was emotional. This is like, you know, this, that was a big deal. Our family was shocked. And, you know, this is well before I really understood the whole healthcare system to the extent that I know it. You know, I've always been one to, people will call it stubborn, but maybe I was listening to my spirit the whole time. I never really went to doctors, man. A lot of my family thought that was weird because they're all into, they're all in the healthcare, they're all nurses. So I can understand why they might think that's weird. But for me, knowing what I know now, I made the right decision to, you know, to stay away from those doctors. You know, my last vaccine shot was when I was 18. And I remember getting sick from that and I was like, I'm good. I'm good on that. Never wanted to do it again. I thought there's no reason. And I was, I was right. You know, even staying away from just like annual checkups, all that stuff, didn't need it. But I didn't have an understanding on, you know, the chemotherapy and what it did to a body and the radiation and how it, you know, destroys a body. I knew that most people didn't make it through chemo. I knew it was, it was like a 50-50 chance, but I didn't realize it was even less chance than that. And even at the time when she was diagnosed, of course, that was the first, you know, decision that they wanted to make was for her to take chemo. And I remember... I had a friend's a bachelor party and an old friend of our myself caught up and we went to go have di- a breakfast the next morning and we got to talking about everything like he he actually was on the same floor that I was when I was a freshman literally living next door he, he just he just came over or I came over to his place and we just became great friends and been talking ever since we met each other at 18 so you know he, we were having breakfast and I we got to talking about some deep stuff because he, he's basically, you know, his own, he's his own entrepreneur. He's, I really admire what he does because he's really well with his hands and really skilled. And he has, he had a garden and he had been harvesting chaga mushrooms and I had no idea about chaga mushrooms. And this is after we had gotten to a conversation about how my aunt had ovarian cancer and all this. And he he immediately was like, hey, man, I got these mushrooms. Like, they're actually, from what I read, cancer-fighting, you know, cancer-fighting. And I was like, really? And so we were talking, and I decided to do my research. And he went. we were both left that day, and he went back to his respective town or city, and I did the same. And he stuck to his word and sent me upwards at least three, four, five packages of a lot of chaga mushrooms. And he even gave it to like his neighbors and stuff who had been battling cancer and like people he knew. And that just opened up a whole world for me. Like knowing somebody that like was able to do that, to be able to take the medicine of the most high, like of the earth and share it with people who needed it. It was, it was amazing. And I remember giving it to my aunt. I remember she broke down crying and I started talking to her about it and she did her due diligence. She even did her research. She bought all the tools for it. I, I was proud. And like, I really know in my heart of hearts that the Most High did that for a reason. Because who knows what would have happened without that? Who knows what would have happened without, you know, her being open-minded to more of a holistic approach? You never know. Because we all know what chemo does. And we all know that it's not meant to cure anyone. 
You should know that by now, but most don't. And I'm thankful and grateful and give all praises to the Most High because now I know that some three odd years later. You see, that's what I mean by growth. That's what I mean by wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It's like you're, you, you begin to see a metamorphosis in yourself. And it's, it's an amazing feeling, and I, I, I want everybody to experience it. To finally find that moment in life where you feel satisfied, you feel content, you feel peace of mind, you feel like there's nothing that I am needing right now. I mean, imagine that feeling. There's I lack nothing in my life. Because I've gotten to a point where the truth has truly set me free. And I'll die on this truth. I'll die for to be about justice, righteousness, and truth. I'll die for, for what the Most High wants me to do. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no doubt about that. And knowing that is the greatest peace of mind that I've ever had. And I, I hope everybody finds that. I really do. And all of these things that, those are just three examples of many examples in my life that I've seen the Most High working through. So it's not hard for me to give gratitude. You know, like I mentioned, a lot of it has to do with how I was raised. You know, shout out to my parents, much love to them. And it's also how the Most High has worked in my life. The Most High has never abandoned me, even during times of my life where I turned away from the Most High when I was the heaviest into partying and drugs and promiscuity and basically idolatry. When I was eating the abominable foods and meats and, and partaking in things that I should have not. And, and pe being around people that were bringing me down, destroying you, you know, time wasters, energy, energy vampires, all these things. The Most High still never abandoned me. But I learned the hard way. And don't get me wrong. Learned the hard way in many different ways. That's undeniable. But when I look back, it's it's it, it just it's insane how not even insane, it's just amazing how the Most High works. And I have to give all praises today because that's that's the topic that came to my heart. And it's also amazing being able to to see the Most High. When, when the Most High puts something on your spirit and you're compelled to do something, I really suggest you do it. If you if you have a passion for something, if you if you love something, if when you partake in something that gives you, give makes you feel alive, do not let go of that. That's what the Most High is. We all have skills. We all have gifts. Literally every single one of us do. The children of the Most High, all of us have skills and gifts that we are supposed to share with each other. That's like the whole point. It's not about money. It's not about work. It's not about competition. It's not about arrogance. It's not about pride. It's not about being on a soapbox. It's not about, you know, selfishness. It's not about none of that, man. It's so much more simple. It's about enjoying your life. And being fruitful and multiplying. That's it. Being with your children. Being with your friends. That's what life's about. And enjoying this beautiful backdrop. This canvas. I always call it the most highest canvas, man. That's why I'm so thankful for a lot of the places that I've been able to see here. Just in the United States. And the few countries that I've traveled to. Because I know many people haven't had that, had that experience. 
And now if you look around at the world, think about all the people who have regrets. Who who didn't who didn't go out and you know pursue something that they loved or go see something that they've never seen before. Uh, that's many people. Many people fall into that category. I'm not saying there's things that I know I shouldn't I should have done before now, but I for the most part I had I did everything that I know to do. I've I've felt free. I felt a sense of ownership in my life. Not a lot of people have that. Like that ability just to be themselves all the way through and own it. And stand on your principles. Stand on your moral compass. Not many people have that mental fortitude or even spiritual fortitude. And so when I look back at just, you know, ever since the pandemic even began, how that was just basically the switch in my my spirit went off I mean I already knew things leading up to 2020 clearly obviously but I never felt compelled to share I was still in a lot of the learning time periods in my life where when you do a lot of research it, it brings you down a rabbit hole and that's why it's very you have to be very careful about the information that you look after a lot of it like the brother Edgar Mendex mentions like the brother Surf only the creator like the brother Paul Davis like the brother Sword of Daoud like the ones that warn us about a lot of these Yahweh Nephilim type deities and creatures like there's too many avenues of truth that you can go down that's always tied back to the system is what I'm trying to say the cube the indoctrination system everything whatever you want to call it so even uh, years leading up to you know the last couple of years up to this pandemic, I was still searching for truth, but I was not prioritizing the most high like I should have. I was prioritizing information, information that, you know, if I didn't have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, I wouldn't be able to see through certain deception. I wouldn't be able to know how to maneuver certain scenarios. You see what I'm saying? So what's great about looking back, you know, just when the pandemic began even, is seeing how the Most High worked through me and told me it's time to start sharing this information. You see, I'd gotten to a point where I had finished the Torah twice, and this is right around the time I, I came across the Brother Edgar Mendix's page. I, I'm telling you, that was the Most High working for me to click on his page and hit, hit subscribe because I was, I was honestly craving the truth. I, was, I, I wanted to get out of the deception because I saw it left and right. I saw the confusion with the whole Israelite camps and all that stuff and the division and this, that, and the third. And yeah, like, you know, they would say that they would, they would harp on Christians, right? But then talk about Yahawashi. Like, it didn't make sense. None of it made sense. So I wanted to get out of that. And I was able to come across Edgar's page. And that was, that brother's page changed my life. His, his The way the Most High works through that brother. It's amazing. That that is somebody that I have utmost respect for and gratitude for, and much love and much love for. I haven't even met the brother. I haven't even spoken on the phone with the brother. I've only interacted online. But that's how the Most High works. And when I came into all that knowledge, I I, I started soaking it in like a sponge on top of my own studying. And even then, all the things that we were I was into back then that I was learning. I was willing to change when I found out that it wasn't right. 
when I found out that it was the way of Yahweh, like I was willing to change. And just looking back and seeing how the most I put it on my spirit to even put this podcast together is amazing. You know, and shout out to my woman, my lady, because I had mentioned the idea to her and she's like, yeah, you should do it. You should make a podcast. I'm like, and she was just encouraging. I was like, all right, I'm on it. And that felt great. And going from there to now and seeing, I'm not into the analytics. I'm not big on them. I don't care much for them, but the analytics, analytics are important when you see from the viewpoint of the impact that the Most High has on people, on, you know, on the world, because this is not my message. I, I put it together because the Most High directs, guides, and leads me. A lot of people are going to find it to, hard to believe or hard to understand, but when you know, you know. There's certain things that you come across, there's certain situations that you can't explain that you know it's the Most High. And so these episodes, to be able to get to 150, I remember, I remember talking to my lady and she's like, that's a lot of episodes. Like you, you do realize a lot of people may only put, you know, one a month or one a week, you know, so on and so forth or sparingly at random. The fact that the most I like and just going through them and looking at the growth is just incredible. All the things I used to talk about and now the, the things I don't talk about anymore that I've changed and I've held myself accountable for it's It's been amazing. And seeing the message spread out to over 50 countries, 50 countries, think about that, almost a fourth of the world. And that blew me away, honestly did, how the most I can work through me. And I, I, I'm just here to try to give people information and try to help people because we are in, like, we are in dark times and people deserve this information. I, I got it. So who would I be not to share it? I, I search for it. It's, it's, that's what it is. Each one, teach one. So I, I give all praises and I, I thank the Most High for cl- helping me climb up out of that old life, out of that old mindset and getting to this point. Being able to be on episode 150 and speaking to you all and, and coming together about the Most High and looking back at our life, looking back at all the things that we all went through individually and getting to this point, you should be, you should, that's gratitude. I'm so thankful to know what I know and be surrounded by who I'm surrounded by. And even grateful to be in these times. And a lot of people are going to say, what do you mean? Are you, why are you grateful to be in these times? It's from dark times. What I mean by grateful is that I'm a type of person, man, where... I'm at a point where I'm not fearful of that because I know even if you're even if you're so-called dead or not here on this earth, your spirit lives on, your soul lives on. There's no denying that. So I've let go of that element of my life. That's not even something that bothers me. What I do is I envision a world that the Most High has set up for us. For those that want to be righteous, for those who, who fight for it, whether it's me or my future generation, I envision that that'll, that'll become, be to come, where we live by the ways of the Most High, by righteousness, by the laws, the statutes, the commandments, by what, by the Most High's commandments, not man-made Yahweh commandments. We're talking about the Most High's commandments that the brothers had to dig up and find and share with us. But I envision stuff like that. You know, people always ask you that age-old question: Where do you see yourself in five years? You know. And it's like, I see myself 
and peace and prosperity and free. I really do. I see myself on my porch. I see myself with my kids on my land, my wife. I see myself with my animals, my dogs, whatever it may be, a farm. I see my garden. I see my. I see the ocean. I see a mountain backdrop. I see vegetation and plants all around me. I see insects and wildlife all around me. I see the beautiful sun, no, barely any clouds in the sky, blue skies, clear water. And I, I see hammocks. I see relaxation. I see a utopia. I see all of that. That's life. All next to my family, to my brother's, to my brother's family, his children to my cousins, you know, brother-in-laws, all that. I see all of that. That's what I envision. All the way to friends, all in community. We all are sharing. No one's working. Your only work is to to keep up your house and maintain it. That the work that actually matters, the work that you actually thoroughly enjoy. You know, my even me and my lady talk about it all the time even when cuz we have to keep we're, we're right now we're in a situation where we have three gardens. I mean, think about that. I, I could never even imagine that. I knew the importance that of, you know, needing to learn how to grow my own food. You know, especially in these times. And I even remember, you know, an ep- uh, YouTube video from the brother Edgar Mendix when he said, you need to learn, you need to know how to do something and learn something and, and teach your kids something and anything. I remember that when he said that. He's like, you need to learn how to plant food. You need how to teach them. And that stuck out to me. And to be able to be here a year or so later with three gardens, flourishing and understanding the work that goes into those gardens, but also being showing the gratitude when you see your finished product and the feeling that it gives you when you're out there in your garden. It's something that I'm, it's so amazing. It's hard to explain. And that's, that's another example of the most high right there. <laughs> just from like the actual work you do. Just that. That's work. Maintaining your home is work. Want to travel somewhere that's work, but you're not working for anybody else. Nobody has any authority, dominion, or governance or rulership over you. And vice versa. You don't have that over anyone either. It's just you, your individual self, and the most high. And everybody else interacts with each other. They're righteous. They're all about the laws, the statutes, commandments. They're all about peace and, and fr- true freedom. No animals being hurt, nothing, everything. And that's that's what I envision, brothers and sisters. And that's what I'm fighting for every single day. That's what I'm up to. People want to under, understand what I'm up to. Well, what, is, what is Bron doing? What is he doing? Is he just trying to avoid people? Is he just cut people off? No. Some people, you know, yes, depending on what situations, but as far as people in general, no, it's very few that I've had to cut off. I have good relationships with people. People, the thing about people is people don't hit me up. <laughs> it's not like I'm just ignoring a lot of calls or texts. It's like a lot of people don't hit me up and that's fine. It's, it's, it's just amazing just being able to be on this path in my life. That's why I wanted to speak on the topic of giving all praises to the Most High for the changes and the growth and looking back and just also to you as listeners for tuning in and sharing because I don't go back and listen to episodes. I just make them. So I'm literally just speaking from the heart. No no script. I The most I'll do is I'll 
jot down where I get an article from so I can say where it's from and the date who is written by and the date it was published and I may have some talking points like bullet points but there's never this is just me free flowing because it's it's how I feel That's how I envision where life's going to go, even with all the darkness that we're in and the darkness that we know that's ahead. The most I still, my refuge, the most I still, my strength, honestly. I always ask the most high to direct, guide, and lead me every single day upon waking up after thanking the most high for first waking me up, for giving me life, or giving me another opportunity to pursue justice, righteousness, and truth to receive edification, to absorb wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what I thank the Most High for every single day. And when you're directed, guided, and led by the Most High, you, you'll see so much in your life transform and so much around you exposed. And that's where the peace of mind comes into play. It's because it's like you you have the test answers you have you know the teacher's test answers and so when you know how to maneuver through the hurdles and the pitfalls in Babylon then you are one of a kind you're rare you are rare because what did we mention earlier there's two types of people who've fallen for the pandemic, who've, who've seemingly had the privilege to be hypocrites and seemingly have had the privilege to not care about what's going on around them. I mean, look at the people that fall into those categories now. They fell for one of the most obvious false flags, even after being warned. Because people can... There's, I don't think there's, at this point, a year and a half in, almost two years in, I don't think anybody could say that they were not warned even in a slight manner I really I just don't see it I can't speak of from other countries because I'm not from those countries I'm speaking from the United States so I don't know how other countries handle their so-called censorship you know I don't really go off of what the media tells me in other countries about unless I go to that country and I interact with those people but I couldn't, I couldn't sit here now today in September and say that I believe that someone, that an adult just hasn't had an opportunity to be warned. And even if you generally haven't been warned by someone or something, why haven't you looked into something? That's, that's what we got to start asking. And that's where the idolatry comes into play. that's just the idolatry at play and it's always going to be what leads people astray definitely leading people astray you know we're going to continue to build 
with the, the message of the podcast and build as far as our own studying and our own relationship with the Most High because it is vital, especially in the times ahead. It is vital that we lock in right now and we are in the zone, honestly. There's really no time for, for lollygagging or relaxing. You know, that's why we spoke of in episode preparation and health is wealth, being tip-top optimal health. Because you have to have that too. You have to be strong in mind, body, and soul for what's ahead. But like the brother Paul Davis said, you know, for the righteous, it's just, it's basically, in a sense, you obviously want to be prepared, ready for whatever, but you're not leading yourself. You're not being led by fear. You're being led and directed by the most high. And it's going to basically be like a movie, watching everybody else brawl and fight while you maneuver through the pitfalls and hurdles. That's what I'm 100%. I just don't have, there's no doubt in my mind that that's how it's going to work out for people who continue to seek the most high for people who continue to give all praise to the most high there's no doubt in my mind that that's how it's going to turn out that's what that's why in a sense when i started i started really looking at the world from a lens of righteousness it's like if you are being directed guided and led by the most high if you are following the true instructions most high is not going to let anything happen to you well if something terrible happens to you it's because you've been you've been straying off course for too long and you're under the guise of Yahweh, you're under the guise of the Babylonian system, other gods, you think they're going to be merciful on you in the end times? I don't think people understand the gravity of the situation because if the pandemic doesn't kill you, there's a million other things can. And what I mean by pandemic, I'm not talking about a fake virus, I'm talking about that mark of the beast. If that doesn't get you, there's a million other ways right now. And people don't understand the gravity of what's going on. You know, people are still out partying. People are still out celebrating. Celebrating, I don't understand what you're celebrating. When half of y'all are out locked down, when half of y'all are being forced up against the wall to take an experimental mRNA nanorobot shot. And then on top of that, take boosters to, to continue to boost those, those entities in your body. And people are out here still celebrating. People are out here still obsessing about sports and on like dating and, and hookups and all the stuff that's trivial. During the end times, just imagine that. Imagine being distracted during these times. And many of us, as, and many of us you know, even as a listener, can, can relate to what I'm saying. It used to be you, it used to be I, myself. It used to be a lot of people we knew. And but now it's still the majority of people we know. And this is family members and loved ones, people that you've been trying to wake up, people you've been trying to warn that are still caught like a deer in headlights. There's, they're still on the train tracks with a, a train barreling down and you're on the platform try, begging them to come up. And there's stairs even. There's, there's a convenient way for them to get up and they still won't do it. That's, that's how I feel. That's how, that's how it is right now. that's the reality for the majority of people and it's a sad reality it really is i really do pity people because it's sad it's disheartening i don't like i don't like to see people just be led to their demise i don't like to see people dying from their health choices like just withering away dying young 
health issues, can't even can't even enjoy life the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. No one likes seeing that. You don't wish that on anyone. But but that's what happens when you're not giving all praises to the Most High. That's what happens when you're not seeking wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what happens when you're not showing gratitude to the Most High and gratitude to your fellow man and woman. Gratitude to, to the animals and nature and the things that keep you alive. Do you think the Yahweh system is going to give back to you? Do you think, do you think that's going to happen when you're not aligned, connected with the Most High? What do you think is going to happen? to give all praises to the Most High as I continue on the narrow path regardless of where the path takes me or who wants to embark on it and understanding that the Most High is with me is a huge peace of mind in my life not only witnessing it but under, under recognizing that the things that I may not know or feel that I'm prepared for now they will be taken care of I'll continue to do my due diligence I'll continue to press on but I know that the most high is there to fill the gaps that's the whole point of being directed and guided and led is that the most high is filling the gaps the most high is going to make sure that you are where you need to be when you need to be things work out in your life when they need to happen many of us have always felt a divine maybe a divine intervention or maybe you could say a moment in your life when you just know it was the most high when you're like okay that's not a coincidence because i don't believe in a coincidence but you know what i'm saying where you're like that's undeniable that's irrefutable irrefutably the most high working right now many of us have had that i've been fortunate enough to have it multiple times in my life like I just said the three examples of situations with my family members and life altering and almost life life situations where they could have all died and I I couldn't even imagine where I would be right now if I didn't have my mother from six years old and up I couldn't imagine if I lost my mother and then lost both my brother and my father a few years later and then couple years later after after that losing my aunt losing my whole family that's that's the mercy and the kindness of the most high that's when you know the most that's just one of the main examples of when you know the most high is real that people continue to deny continue to say like that's you know the most high can't be real you know the most high doesn't work that way you know it's 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 interesting how people are but that's just that's just the majority of the masses for whatever reason or the other or, or the or the other side is gonna be worshiping and celebrating and giving all the praises to other gods and their life is a wreck and things that they can't explain are happening and they're suffering and they're they're hurting all the time and they're in pain, they're you know, they're enslaved and they think that you know that's a blessing. They think that, you know, if they just continue doing the same thing over and over and over 
basically the definition of insanity that they're going to have different results because they simply aren't giving all praises to the most high at all you know I mean look around at the society everything is accepted under the sun nothing's ever questioned just gotten to a point where they are trying to warp your children's mind if they're not attacking your child you know physically through a vile vaccine when they come out of the womb as a baby then they're going to come at them and with their cartoons they're going to come at them with with their homosexuality and transsexualism yeah they'll get their young kids they'll be reading like your kids in a, in a classroom if they want if they're not getting in there then they can get them with their music you know give them a little Nas X right give them a Cardi B you know the list goes on and that's who the people the majority of people are giving all praises to is, is those deities those entities that are doing that to them that are, are shortening their life that are giving them a lifespan think about that I remember that was one of the a huge thing that Edgar had pointed out that I didn't think of from that perspective was when you read in Genesis like how old you're supposed to live how long you're supposed to live all this stuff that's that's not of the most high how long you're supposed to live what does that like i mean come on people think about what they give you today in today's world of life expectancy people will be like oh that's just an average dude you don't know math it's like to even think about that why are we even thinking about the average it's because they give you the concept of time people they give you the rat race so you're always going to be thinking about time that's how you get age it's math, it's simple math, it all fits together. So you're constantly worried about time, you're constantly in a rush, you're constantly anxious, you're constantly this and that. So you're already shortening your life. And then you're subconsciously thinking, oh geez, I only got this much time left on the earth. I have to do this, that, and the third. I have to follow their path. I have to get this at this age, this at this age. It's like you're not even living. So if you're not living, then what are you doing? You're dying. You're speeding up the process decaying for no reason when you could just be relaxing and if, if even if anything extending your life i mean come on you really can especially if you reverse the foods you eat and you start getting active if most people in the world did that just made those those necessary changes because there's no denying that in order to live a fulfilling life you know when it comes to your body and a sound mind you need you and it's even for your soul you absolutely need to work out and you absolutely need to sweat and you absolutely need to move. We're not meant to be docile and sit around. We're not meant to be like that. We're supposed to move. I'm not saying you need to be triathletes or do anything like that. I'm saying you got to be active so that you're, you don't need to have excess weight on your body. You don't need any of that. Nobody needs that. That's what we're made to do is where we want to be active. so when you are aligned that way when you have a sound mind when you have a sound body you can operate at you know your most optimal you can even expand your life people have completely turned around if if, if people have turned around cancer you think that they can't turn around the betterment of their life I remember talking to my aunt she, and my, my dad they told me that their grandma was 110 years old she lived in Nigeria so called not a developed nation a developing nation right where they're from it definitely was not no damn developed nation <laughs> i'm gonna tell you that right now no way you know i say this to say that 
when I look at my life and I look at where I was and I look at where a lot of people are, it's like you have to continue to give gratitude. You have to continue to give gratitude to the Most High and to, to people who have helped you along the way. And you have to give that back, pay it forward. According to the futurelearn.com article entitled Gratitude and Happiness, the Importance of Being Grateful. And it's published on April 13, 2021. During difficult times, it's easy to feel a little overwhelmed or drained by life. Negative feelings and thoughts can creep in which can make it difficult to see the positives. However, one simple practice, gratitude, can help to alleviate these feelings. We take a look at the importance of being grateful. Despite being a simple concept, gratitude can make us happier, healthier, and more settled in ourselves. We explored what gratitude means and the benefits it can bring along with some practical tips for being grateful. What is gratitude? Let's start with the definition, a gratitude definition. You're probably familiar with expressing gratefulness by saying thank you when someone does something for, nice for you. Yet it's, yet it's a more nuanced concept than simply expressing thanks. Gratitude is defined as a positive emotional reaction that serves a biological purpose. It's the appreciation of the valuable and meaningful things in our lives. As one of the world's leading experts in gratitude, Robert Emmons, explains in his essay on gratitude. It's an affirmation of goodness. We affirm that, we, that there are good things in the world, gifts and benefits we've received. However, he points out that there is another element of being grateful, an element to being grateful. We recognize that the sources of this goodness are our, outside of ourselves. We acknowledge that other people or even higher power powers is you're of, you're, if you're of a spiritual mindset, give us many gifts, big and small, to help us achieve the goodness in our lives. As we'll see, there are many different types, different gratitude practices out there that can help you hone these skills. What's more, the benefits of doing so can be quite remarkable. Why is gratitude important? While we'll get into the, into the specific benefits of being grateful further down, it's worth mentioning the overall importance of gratitude. Although it can appear to some as a little bit of a woodly term, there is actually a body of scientific evidence that demonstrates its effectiveness. Countless studies have shown that gratitude can bring a variety of physical, psychological, emotional, and social benefits. It helps us appreciate all the positive elements of our lives and the people in it. While it might not be a panacea or cure all for everything, gratitude can help to keep us grounded and feeling positive, particularly in times of uncertainty. Many of us are familiar with feeling, feelings of dissatisfaction. We feel that our lives are incomplete and lacking in the things we crave. At such times, it's easy to compare yourself to the idealic seeming lives of others and judge yourself to be lacking. The simple practice of gratitude can help to alleviate these feelings. Is gratitude right for everyone? 
Before we get into some of the research and facts behind gratitude, it's important to take a moment to discuss whether practicing gratitude is right for everyone. Although there is a lot of evidence that highlights the benefits of this practice, it, is, it isn't the answer for everyone. Studies suggest that we each have a level of trait gratitude, which determines how grateful we can feel. Factors such as genetics, culture, and personality impact this level. It's not known exactly whether a person can train themselves to experience more gratitude. And that's interesting. The article said, you know, factors such as genetics, culture, and personality. I would definitely say, I mean, genetics, sure. How do your parents might teach you and definitely your culture. And what I said earlier, you know, think about what we said earlier, how the elites and the Nephilim have turned us basically into Plato. And they're molding our society and you know we, we we're so focused on ourselves and everybody else is a commodity we're just, every relationship is surface level we can't show gratitude we're super impatient we're know-it-alls you know we virtue signal we are victims this is what our society has become and if you haven't been able to pay attention then i don't know what to tell you if you if you've just been been you know following along and not noticing it or not thinking it's important when somebody calls it out then you are just a part of the problem you're part of the herd you're, you're the type of people who don't give gratitude, who don't care to, who don't think that you, you need to. So it is interesting that the, the articles mentioned that and tied that all together. The article continues with, similarly, the endless pursuit of happiness can be draining and life can throw up painful moments without warning. Although there are many benefits of practicing gratitude, it may not be suitable for everyone. Do not be discouraged if you don't feel the effects and be sure to discuss any mental health issues with your doctor or other professional. So that's where they get you right there. I mean, come on, people. Especially like with your doctor or the medical. Well, your doctor is going to be like, well, here's some drugs. <laughs> I mean, and then, or you're going to go talk to a therapist. Therapist will probably say, well, you need to come in for this amount of sessions at this amount of price. And here is a number to the doctor to go get, so get some drugs. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. But I just had to throw that out there, you know, just to be, just to point out the humor in that last sentence. The article continues with the benefits of gratitude. Let's take a look at some of the specific and evidence-backed benefits of gratitude. While there are actually quite a few, we've picked out some of the most notable ones below. The benefits of practicing grat gratitude include, it can make you happier. A 2003 study found that those who practice gratitude reported considerably more satisfaction with their lives as a whole. They, f they felt more optimism about the future, as well as more connection with others. The study concluded that practicing participating in gratitude resulted in substantial and consistent improvements in an individual's perception of their well-being. Evidently, gratitude and happiness are closely linked. Those searching for a path to happiness might want to consider how being grateful can help. It can improve your mental well-being. When it comes to your mental health, gratitude goes beyond just happiness. Studies have shown that being grateful can make you more optimistic, improve your mood, and even lower rates of stress and depression. However, a recent study found that the benefits of gratitude interventions had a limited impact in reducing symptoms of anxiety and depression. As we mentioned earlier, it's not a cure-all and shouldn't replace medical advice. And there you go. I mean, the cure-all would actually just be the most high. I mean, you wouldn't have any any anxiety or depression if you're aligned or connected with the most high. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's 100% a fact. I've seen that change in my life. When I wasn't aligned and connected with the most high, even in my mid-20s, I was always anxious. I was always thinking of stuff. I, was, I wouldn't say I was 
uber depressed i had down you know spells of being down here and there i was uber depressed but like even anxiety that's 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 not natural that's not natural think about it people that's the most i can cure that right there the article continues with that being said if you are working to manage your mental okay if you're looking to manage your mental health and stress gratitude can still play a part just be sure to always this okay and i'm done with the doctor part i'm not going to read that and in the next the next section says it can improve your physical health so far we've spoken about gratitude as an internal and emotional concept however there is evidence to suggest that it can also bring about positive impacts on your physical health one study from 2014 showed a positive correlation between gratitude and self-reported physical health propensity for health activities and a willingness to seek help for health concerns there are there were further links between gratitude and healthy activities it can increase your self-esteem one of the markers of long-term well-being is self-esteem an individual's opinion of their own worth a 2011 study found that grateful contemplation could be used as a tool to increase satisfaction with life and self-esteem for those and then it says it can enhance positive emotions as well as being a positive emotion in itself gratitude also tends to bring out the best in, in other sensations research from 2017 positive emotions allow people to build psychological intellectual and social resources what's more Practices such as gratitude may play a role in motivating individuals to engage in positive behaviors leading to self-improvement. The study found evidence that expressing gratitude helps people with emotions such as connectedness, elevation, and humility. All of these, along with other aspects, are crucial to maintaining a mindful life. It can help you make friends. Gratitude is a part of our biology, and it's like its likely predecessor, reciprocity. It's still seen throughout nature. These mechanisms allow us to exchange things for the mutual benefit of both parties. When someone does something nice for us, our brains react to make us want to repay the favor, meaning we care for others and others care about us. Research has shown that even something as small as thanking a new acquaintance for their help can make a social relationship more likely. What's more, other studies have shown that being grateful towards your partner can boost your romantic relationship. It can help you sleep. It can, it can improve your sleep. We've already seen that gratefulness is a positive trait that can help to improve your mental and physical well-being. However, there's evidence showing that it can improve your sleep quality. Those who are struggling with sleep will know how difficult it can make life. So any practice that can improve your sleep will be welcome. So I just wanted to speak on gratitude and where I'm at as far as my life and where I see it going and be able to look back over where I've come and where to I'm now it's who else would I give all praises to other than the most high? I mean, what else would I give it to? I can't give it to myself. 
but I, I couldn't even operate myself without the most high. You think I'm just going to give all the praises to me and say, glorify myself and say, I did it. I'm the reason for this, that, and the third. No. You know, many of us have a lot of questions. We may have questions about the Most High that we may never be able to have answered. But in my opinion, when I think about that type of stuff, it's okay with me because that's our Creator. It's 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 something that we are not supposed to be able to explain. Essentially, we can explain what it makes us feel like. We can even think about it. You know, you know, we have our own individual relationships with the Most High, right? So. We can, we can envision it, but it's almost a beautiful thing not to have every single answer, not to know everything, not to know the, the reason behind everything other than it's the most high. And then, and then you think to yourself, and then you can even smile and think to yourself, that's amazing. You know, like to you, that's, a actual, that's actually a miracle. It's like the actual definition of, because that's life, the you know, most high created life, the most high created beauty, not, not man that takes that beauty and destroys it and replaces it with cities and roads and towns and all these things industrial so-called industrialize it you know this is this is real you know and I, I I'm just I'm thankful to be where I'm at and when I'm at especially in the times that we're at because wrong move could be the rest of your li- your soul, the rest of your life. And a lot of people are making the wrong move. We're, we're witnessing it firsthand with this pandemic. We're witnessing a lot of our own family and friends just making the wrong move. We're witnessing a lot of colleagues making the wrong move. And the impact that it has on them, whether immediately or whether it's down the road. It's disheartening, even through all the pain that we have to shoulder, through all the burden we have to shoulder, we do so with our heads held high because we know that the Most High always is our strength, even on our most down days. I know many of us can find a way through it because you lean on the Most High. Because you you, you know that the process you may not understand the process fully, but you know that the, when the Most High is directing, guiding, and leading it, why wouldn't you trust it? You know, that's that's the reality for most of us. And I'm thankful for the reality. I'm thankful for this for the situation. I really am. thankful to let go a lot of things that were keeping me up at night the last couple months you know being worried about my family worried about what's going to happen to them for making the wrong choice all these things i've i've slowly but surely been able to let go because i know it's time for me to to refocus on myself in a sense 100 percent right now because i can't be there for anyone else unless i'm there for myself 
there's no way I can be there for anyone else. I'm, if I don't have my affairs in order, if I'm not, if I'm not in the zone, especially during these times, I have people that I'm trying to help. I have people that, you know, I know the most high is going to direct guide and lead me, but I'm here to help save, to help protect my family, man, my friends and those that want to seek light, who want to get out of the, who, who don't want to hold on to the system with all their might. Those are the people that I'm going to fight for, that I'll die for. This, these are the situations that we're in. You know, and I give most high all praises because... I'm sitting here being able to recognize that and prepare mentally, physically, and spiritually so that like nothing is really going to be of a surprise to me when it happens. When you're prepared for something, then you're prepared. That's exactly it. You're not, you're not worried. You're not anxious. You're not, you're not, you're not confused. You're curious. You're just ready. You're, you're prepared, you're, you understand, you have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to make the right move, to make the right decision, to maneuver the right hurdle or pitfall, so that you don't die for lack of knowledge, and to even be to the point where you have enough knowledge to continue to maneuver is an amazing feeling, think about all the people who took the vaccine who are now regretting it. And these, a lot of these people who took it will never will ever admit that to, to you. Just, just, just be mindful of that. A lot of them who say they're okay are probably could be possibly suffering in silence and just don't want to tell you out of pride. And it's sad. It's it's really sad. This, these are our family members. These are our friends. This is not pointing fingers at anyone and laughing at them and saying, "Oh, you deserve it." I'm not that type of person, and I don't condone that. I don't like seeing anyone saying that. Oh, this person deserved that poison. They deserved to see that happen. No. I can have I can have some compassion unless the person outrightly is wicked or evil. I'm gonna have compassion, at least in the fact that I have family members and friends who've done it, and it's not like I can't. It's not like I don't love them. You see what I'm saying? I still love people. I still love the creation of the Most High, and that's the children, the children of the Most High. You think the Most High likes seeing His creation being destroyed? You know, the Most High gave us free will. So you can't blame the Most High. You can't say, oh, you never saved me. You never came down. No, you had free will your whole entire life. And a lot of people are choosing their free will to continue to give all praises to entities and a system that hates them, that openly wants to kill them. And they still are naively going about it in the wrong manner, in the wrong fashion, everything. And it's sad, man. It's 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 truly sad. But that's that's the world we live in. That's the reality that we're in. And I'm just fortunate enough to not be in that cube anymore. Not to be not to be like that anymore. Essentially, that saved my life. It really did. That knowledge saved my life. Making the right decisions saved my life. Giving all praises to the Most High and letting the Most High direct guide and lead me has saved my life. And it's continuing to. And it will continue to. You know. And one thing I'm also grateful to the Most High too for lately is just 
been able to engage with more like-minded brothers and sisters in the truth or at least have some sort of community base or you know a good refuge has been for me has been twitter and i'm not big on social media all of you know that i literally do not use social media like that unless to get information and honestly i i use twitter spare even sparingly i have bouts of using it but just you know just being able to talk to people who who can see through the deception who can see through the covid who are speaking out who are sharing truth about this whole pandemic the whole mark of the beast it's it's a, it's, it's a good feeling to be able to communicate with a lot of them because it gives you reassurance and it gives you peace of mind that there are people out there like that, that there's other people that think the same way that you do, that use common sense and discernment. And these are children of the Most High, for, you know, for various reasons. Not everyone's perfect, but there's a reason why a lot of people are like-minded. There is a reason for that. They have a spirit in them. They have a spirit of, of justice, righteousness, or truth. They could have one of them, or they could have all three of them. You know, all of us have certain areas that we want to continue, we need to continue tweaking and defining and getting better at. But if you put the most high at the front and center, you will. All of those things will occur. All of those things will continue. Just give it a matter of time, you'll just continue to see it flourish and unfold right before your eyes. feeling to be to be in this situation and it's an amazing feeling to be able to be grateful for so many different reasons continuing to press on and continuing to search to seek truth and sharing it continuing to seek the most high and seeking my essential destiny because that's the way I look at it is it really is a destiny and we're all on you as a listener myself as even a listener to other brothers and sisters who are all in our own destiny. The Most High gave us. It's bigger than what we were taught or indoctrinated into. That's not what life's about. Especially, that's why I'm saying, that's why I said earlier that I am grateful for the times that I'm in because I'm seeing a major shift in the world. And I pray every day that Babylon falls, you know, second by second minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, and it will. Because they're collapsing their own. And But I truly don't believe that this next reset is going to get you all that we go the way that they want. I don't. And I continue to give all praises to the Most High for everything in my life. Absolutely everything. According to the Wander, wanderlustworker.com article entitled, Seven Crucial Reasons Why Gratitude Can Change Your Life. Long ago, I used to be ungrateful for what I had. I never actually realized the importance of gratitude until one day everything was taken from me when I found out myself penniless, friendless, and utterly hopeless. 
I learned a lot about the importance of having gratitude during that period of my life. However, it's easy to be ungrateful these days, isn't it? It's easy to want things that we don't have. In fact, I'd even go as far as saying that it's stitched into the very fabric of our society. Consumerism is baked right in. Everywhere we turn, we're reminded of the fact of how little we do have rather than how much we have to be grateful for. In a society that's governed by the the haves versus the have-nots, where money is all-powerful and helps optimize the alluring facets of life like freedom, security, and power, it's easy to be ungrateful when you're working tirelessly to no avail, unable to get ahead in life, especially after enduring the heartache of failure or financial turmoil. It's simple to get delusioned, and it's easy to not be grateful. If you find yourself in in that situation right now, fear not. We've all been there, yet there are ways we can become grateful for the things we have in our lives. In fact, gratitude is quite possibly the most direct pathway to success. The problem, most people hinge their happiness and gratitude on achievement rather than making it a platform for such. Recently, I asked myself the question, why is it so important to have gratitude in life? Quite literally, when I realized over time was that gratitude transformed my life. But I wasn't able to see all the things that I had to be grateful for until I I experienced what I would call monumental failures in life. The lessons gleaned from those failures were paramount for me. Failure helped to instill the importance of gratitude for me. It allowed me to look at things differently to see everything in a new light with a new perspective. If you failed at something, or you're living a life less than you feel you deserve, keep the faith, keep up the hope because there's light at the other end of the tunnel. What I've come to realize is that no matter the state or quality of our lives, whatever outcomes we've produced, goals we've reached or failed to reach, what decisions we've made and where we've ended up almost has almost everything to do with focus. While some things might be out of our control, much of what happens based on our th- thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are largely conditional responses to our focus. That's also why it's important to be grateful no matter what's happening in your life, even if you're going through turmoil, and even if your entire world is crashing down around you, you have to be grateful. While it might sound strange, gratitude is the surest pathway to both success and happiness. How gratitude can change your life. Every morning when I wake up, which is almost always at some point between 3 and 4, 8, 4 in the morning, the first thing I do is sit down in front of my computer and write out my morning gratitude list. It always starts with today I'm grateful for. The funny thing, each morning when I write out my gratitude list, I realize just how much I do have to be grateful for. There are things that we all take for granted, almost like given truths in our lives. Whether it's the roof over our heads, the food on our plates, or the clothes on our backs, If there's, it's there, and we always expect those things to be there. But for many people in the world, it's not there. They lack the basic necessities in life, food, water, and shelter, along with many other things. And I mean, the author is right. When you think about it in this society, in this world, the people who say that we're in this together, right? The people who hide behind 
a mask and a facade of caring and trying to save lives, right? They think they're saving lives. These are the same people who didn't care whether people lacked basic necessities in life like food, water, and shelter. You know, that we people have bought men. Remember I said people give all praises to other gods, to other deities, to, to Yahweh's system, to the Babylonian system, right? To Molech, to Baal, whatever you want to call it, to the Baphomet, anything you want to call it. It's all one and the same. They give all praises to that. So, of course, they're going to love the system. Of course, they're they're going to be okay with, with you know, tyranny and, and war and genocide and homelessness and just overall evil. Of course they are, because that's what they've been molded into, just like Plato. That's what they've been molded to accept. That's what they've been molded to be. And so, you know, it, it is really important to even recognize these things in other people because that does help you be grateful for what you have honestly the author continues with but my list starts even more basic than that I'm grateful for the air that I breathe for the heart beating blood in my chest for the organs of my body for every living cell and fiber that are functioning towards my survival I am grateful we forget about those things from time to time until, of course, these things come into jeopardy. Gratitude can change your life because it makes you appreciate what you have rather than what you don't have. Gratitude can change your life because it is the single most powerful source of inspiration that any person can tap into if they simply just stop and paid attention to the simplistic beauty and miracle of life. I know, I know, maybe I'm the minority. When I say that gratitude can change your life, maybe I'm part of the select few voices out there who really know deep down inside that a transformational shift can occur when you become utterly grateful for everything in your life, even your problems, or maybe not. Maybe countless others out here, out there hear the little voice inside their heads about needing to be grateful and just maybe, maybe they don't follow that advice. But I will tell you this, Having true gratitude for things has completely changed my life. I transformed from a cynic to a pessimist, and a pessimist doubting everything into a positive thinking junkie fueled by the momentum of deep down appreciation for all things. Whatever realm of thought you're living in, the importance of gratitude cannot be underestimated. There are specific reasons why gratitude can change your life, and if you listen to them and truly hear the message beyond the words, there are some incredible things that will begin to happen for you over time. In a real-world testament to the truth in all of this, a living, breathing example of how gratitude can shift your life, creating monumental results. But don't just take it from me. Some of the most successful people in the world live by the school of thought. They believe deep down inside that the pathway to success, whatever definition that might take on for you, is through an ever grateful attitude for what you have today, right now, in this very moment, rather than what you're lacking. So number one, gratitude shifts your focus. One of the reasons why gratitude can change your life is because it shifts your focus. You see life is all about focus. Whatever we focus on, we move towards. When we live in a state of lack and negativity, we see more of that. It's easy to see something in a negative light when you're focused on that. It's easy to see all the problems and dilemmas surrounding a situation when you're thinking it's habitually geared towards that. In turn, it's also easy to see things in a positive light, even when problems arise. If you've ever met 
an always positive person, you know just how true the statement is. Even when something goes wrong, they look for the silver lining in the situation. If they can't find one, they simply state that something good will eventually come out of whatever they're going through. But it's not just about being a positive person. Having gratitude can change your life because it breathes positivity into everything you're doing. It's a monumental shift in focus, a new way of seeing things, one that involves a wild-eyed appreciation for the beauty of all things. You move, you move from living in a state of lack to a state to living in a state of sheer abundance in every possible way. You know, that stands out to me. When the author mentions it breathes positivity in everything you're doing. And, you know, giving all praises to the Most High just for having life, just for waking up that day. And, you know, having an opportunity to partake in what you want to do that day, it's, it's freeing. So for me, getting out in nature, going for a hike with my lady or going solo is freeing for me. You know, it, it breathes life back into me. It breathes positivity. It, it could just be hiking. It could just be hammocking. It could just be going outside for a walk. You know, just being grateful for life has allowed me to, to slow down and appreciate life and enjoy it in the moment. And to really, really absorb it. Because when you really slow down, we're not so focused on other things. Then then you start appreciating it even more. You really do. Then you understand the importance of it. Then you understand what the most I wanted from you even more. The author continues with, still, this doesn't happen overnight. This shift in focus requires time and habitual retraining of the mind. But it does occur. You can easily move from a negative state to a positive state by recounting all of the things that you have been you have to be grateful for on a daily basis and writing it down. The key is to write in it down. Writing makes it more real rather than abstract concepts living in your mind. Number two, it improves the quality of your life. From your mental health and wellness to your emotional fortitude, spiritual aptitude, and your physical strength can all be derived from the simple and basic behavior of gratitude. Gratitude can change your life by quite literally improving the quality of it. You're the sum of all your parts, and it's gratitude that can help to benefit each of those small parts. Studies have a uniquely linked gratitude with satisfaction of life. And it's no secret that people who are grateful for things are far more sated in their lives. There's a sound stability that exists when you can appreciate the importance of things in your life, no matter what shape, size, or form they might take on. However, many people chalk this up to being successful. They think that it's easy for successful people to be grateful because they have so much to be grateful for. Gratitude isn't about having lots of money. Gratitude must prelude the attainment of large sums of money. When it doesn't, people can go off the rails. There's some, you know, and that's true. I mean, that's really what people focus on and really care about when that doesn't even matter. At the end of the day, what you what are you gonna get rich in the pandemic? In the new world order, is that what you wanna do? Okay. Number three, being grateful makes you happier. One way that gratitude can change your life is by, is by making you happier. Studies have confirmed that having gratitude does, in fact, make you happier. Two psychologists, Dr. Robert A. Emmons from the, from the University of California and Dr. Michael E. McCullough from the University of Miami, have committed much of their research careers to studying the effects of gratitude. In one such study, 
the researchers asked a group of people to write a few sentences every week about a particular topic. One group was instructed to write about things that didn't make them happy. Another was instructed to write about things that they were grateful for. And the control group was instructed to write about things that they had occurred, but with no focus towards being positive or negative. The results? The group that was instructed to write about the things that they were grateful for were more happier and optimistic about their lives than the group that had focused on the things that had, that had occurred in a negative light. When we're grateful for things, it's a natural occurrence to be happier about life. You realize the things you have rather than things you don't. Number four, having gratitude reduces your innermost fears. One clear way that gratitude can change your life is by reducing your fears because it's hard to be fearful and grateful at the same time. Fear is what occurs when we're left to dwell on topics that we feel are out of our control. We extrapolate the worst possible scenarios and picture our future plight and our eventual demise when we're living in a state of fear. But by being grateful, fear can be overcome. When we're utterly grateful for everything we have, including our problems, fear has little place to live in our minds. When we're fearful of things that put us into a state of scarcity, such as not having enough money or to pay our bills or put groceries into our fridge, we're living in a state of lack rather than a state of abundance. Being grateful, however, puts you into a state of abundance. It instills the belief that you're thankful for what you have right now in this very moment, rather than worrying about what you don't have or won't have at some future point in time. Often we save our gratitude for one day of the year. Thank Number, number five, it strengthens and enhances your faith. There's a deep-rooted appreciation for things that arise for those that are grateful. In fact, it, it becomes baked into the very fabric of their being. In turn, it strengthens their faith and belief in all things. For me, it's my belief in God and the realization that I am truly and completely grateful for everything in my life, including all my problems. Gratitude transforms your faith by instilling the belief that you're not alone and that whatever it is that you're going through, it will pass. And on the other end, you'll emerge victorious. You'll accomplish your goals, overcome your obstacles, and become a better person. One who's more sympathetic and empathetic to, plight, to the plight of others. As a result of all of this, you'll seek out ways to you can contribute to society and your fellow man, woman, and child. You'll search for opportunities because you realize that what you have is truly enough and that you, the focus must be, become helping others. That's when true spiritual alignment begins. And that's absolutely correct. Whether that's giving back information to people and sharing information, you know, creating information, or if that's giving people help financially or, you know, emotionally, whatever you can do. That's absolutely correct. Number six, gratitude gives you peace of mind. There's an inner belief that develops when you're truly grateful for things. It provides sound peace of mind, the kind that doesn't exist when you live with the expectations of certain things. If you've ever noticed people who expect certain things out of life who, or who attempt to bend the will of others for their personal advancement, you'll find feeble-minded individuals who don't get far. There's a respect that develops for those that can stay humble even while enduring the meteoric rise to success, fame, or stardom. 
Humility is definitely one of the prevailing qualities of many of the most... Okay. Just one second. Number seven, it emboldens you to reach your goals. I believe wholeheartedly in the art of goal setting. When you set you goal, you set goals the right way, you can quite literally achieve anything you put your mind to. Not overnight or in a few weeks or months, but in years of consistent and persistent action. And one of the ways that gratitude can change your life is by emboldening you to reach for those goals. Gratitude helps you to succeed by first creating a platform of internal success. As long as you're happy, healthy, and sound in your mind, body, and spirit, you can reach for your goals without too much external distraction. But when you lack these things because you're unhappy with your current state of affairs, you live in that state of negativity and lack, and it's hard to push forward. When you're so focused on things that are wrong with your life, how can you possibly push tirelessly towards goals that are potentially years away from becoming a reality? You can't. In fact, what tends to happen is that we get distracted, waste time, and engage in pursuits that hinder us rather than help us. And so, you know, this is a, a longer opinion piece that I've read, but, you know, I really enjoy what the author was going, was saying and mentioning and just being forthright and honest about gratitude. And I read that to, to, to say that that's how I view life is to be grateful for every single little thing that goes on. You know, it's, it's amazing to have woken up today and just to be able to put this together, this episode. When it's amazing to be able to just speak from the heart, mind, and soul. You know, it's the small things. I everything I look at in life, I look at it that way, and that's why I continue to give all praises because I I see the Most High, I feel the Most High, I live through the ways of the Most High every day. It's undeniable now in my life how it's working, and it's it's something that sometimes can be overwhelming, but it's it's a it's a gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It honestly is. That's how the Most High works, and I'm I'm thankful for it. I really am. Really, really thankful for it. Thankful to be where I am at this moment in time today, speaking to you, speaking to everyone, being able to vent and get things off my chest. And to see where the world is going and being able to be feel like I'm multiple steps ahead, that's that's complete that's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Cause many people can't see past their nose, they're not gonna be able to see it through any of this where the world is going and what's uh, what the dangers that they're in. Not many people will be able to see that and it's unfortunate. So who am I to not to try to help somebody by giving them information or sharing information? That's really what we should be doing. It should be should be helping each other. Especially in the times that we're in right now and with the days ahead, we should be helping each other. Helping ourselves, of course, but helping each other and supporting each other. And that's what gratitude is. It's gratitude towards the Most High, towards the creation of the Most High. It's gratitude towards your fellow man and woman. 
you'll see you'll see life you'll see why life is worth is, is meant to be lived and worth living you'll really understand life when you understand the most high you'll see life differently you'll, you'll live life differently and it's an amazing feeling think about how thankful I am about my niece she comes to mind right now and about how motivating she is because I want her to have the world that she deserves the world that the most high made for her so where she doesn't have to be a part of of a Babylonian system in any way shape or form that she can be free and truly be free That's what we fight for. And that's been one of the most beautiful things that I have to be grateful for is seeing my brother become a father and how proud I am of him. How good of a father he already is. Amazing of a father he is, in fact. And seeing his growth and seeing his personal development has just been an amazing thing to witness. the end of the day what your siblings are really all you have after your parents are gone you know the spirit of your parents will never leave you but you know when you have your siblings too it's different when they have kids or you have kids and the kids you know start growing up to each other you know I can't wait to experience all that and, and really really experience all that one day and that's that's who you know I essentially fight for without a voice, the ones who are here, children who are here, who need direction, guidance, and leadership from adults, and also the future generations that are not here yet, that are going to be here, and it really is important to know what side of history you're going to be on, so that you can either be one that added to the history in the, in the, in the creation of the Most High, or you're going to be somebody who subtracted. We already know what happens to those who subtract, where they're being led. so many lessons and all they need all of which needed to happen to get me to this point in time and that's that's just amazing how the most high works like that it's quite amazing honestly thanks I continue to give all glory and honor and dominion to the most high and I can see I know it's I'm never gonna stop this truth until it comes to time where it's not gonna be available anymore but up until then I'm not gonna stop this truth I'm not gonna take a halt on it at all I'm doing what I'm supposed to do situation what I was meant to do 
we all, I'm a firm believer that all the children of the Most High all have a destiny, mission, mission and purpose in life. You know, there's, we're supposed to create, we're supposed to add to the creation of the Most High in our own unique way the Most High made us. And when we tap into that, that means we tap into not only ourselves, our true, genuine self, we tap into our alignment and connection with the Most High. And when you have both in tandem, it's the greatest feeling in the world. It's a, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. And it gives me peace of mind to know not to be afraid of what's ahead, not to be worried about what's ahead, just to be prepared. not to, to be attached to anything mentally, physically, or spiritually nothing with any strongholds or anything on me and that's really what it's all about it's all about building ourselves our wisdom, our knowledge, our understanding sharing it with each other it's all about gratitude and love unconditional love and joy and peace it's all about sharing and caring it's all about all these things that we just overlook that we are too busy to care about anymore these days it's, it's just not as convenient you know it takes work right in, a, in, a, in this type of society it's not instant satisfaction right That's the life that this is. This is the type of setups we live, and, and it's it's unfortunate. Honestly, is when other people you love, family, friends, colleagues are giving all praises to other deities, other systems, and hierarchies that are just leading them astray, and you are witnessing it, and you're doing all you can to stop it, but. Oftentimes, many of us cannot. So I urge you to make that shift. I'm not saying not to love them, not to continue warning them, but make that shift in your mind to to let go of that worrying and just focus that energy on yourself. Always be supportive of them, okay? of course, but always love them when you can. But you can love a person from afar if it gets to that point. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect your children. You have to protect your future seed above everything else everybody else has free will you got to understand at the end of the day people have free will to live life a certain way and that's a gift from the most high because the most high you can seek the most high those that seek the most high are seeking the most high genuinely and that's a decision that's free will most high is not forcing anyone to do anything it's genuine desire and that's what sets people apart not many have that genuine desire not many, not many people care nor have that passion and that's going to catch up to the vast majority of people unfortunately it already has been catching up it's evident and so we'll see where everything continues to take us but we'll see what the world ahead looks like all these things 
but we don't live in fear we at all we live in gratitude of the most high for everything and the most high only of course no other no other gods of course as I look back on everything that I open up to you about it from my past as well as what I've gotten to at this point of course I'm going to continue to give all praises and I urge you to do so as well and I wish you all the best peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the most high peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the most high and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path to the righteous with the most high may the most high continue to bless you protect you guide you and provide you with wisdom knowledge and understanding may your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage all praises to the most high and the most high only peace